0: That's, uh, that's something I'd really like to touch on as well. Is I think people always think they're not good enough, or, oh, I can't do this because I've never been in the clothing industry or something like that before. Nothing that we do as entrepreneurs are we good at. We get there. The only thing that we're good at as entrepreneurs is the problem solving. So that's the only thing that you need to train yourself to do. And you can do literally any job. It doesn't matter. You don't need experience in it. You don't need Anything of it, you just have to be able to solve the problems.
1: That's welcome, fellow entrepreneurs and goal getters, to entrepreneurial elevation, unleashing greatness within with myself, your host, Kelly Beveridge. Awesome. Okay. I'm so excited and stoked for today. I have a good friend of mine on. And I've been telling him what I love about Josh is out of everybody I know, you are, Josh, the biggest innovator and somebody who has an idea and takes action. And I think that takes a special someone to be able to have ideas and put it into action to turn it into profit or turn it into a business or impact somebody's life in some way. And so I'm excited to be here and to pick your brain. Josh is the co-owner and developer of Blackstrap glamping resort. It's luxury glamping domes, which is close to Saskatoon. I'm so excited to come and stay there. I'm going to come there one day. He's also the owner and CEO of SAS Camper, which is apparel for campers and the outdoor lifestyle, amongst so many other inventions and innovations and ideas that you've turned into businesses. Like I said, super excited to have you here today. And so Josh, I'm going to dive right in. And I just want to ask you, tell us about the first idea you had where you took some serious action and turned it into an innovation or a business and just the mindset that goes around being able to do that because most people have an idea and they don't do anything with it. So let's go back to your first invention or idea or something that you turned into something tangible.
0: Awesome. First of all, thank you so much for uh, having me on to your podcast. I've been also a big fan of yours for many years and you just like getting up and, and doing things, moving across the world to other countries to fulfill your destiny and dreams and stuff like that. So I also always followed you and been a big fan of yours as well and, and celebrated your successes. So that it's awesome that, our, it's awesome that our paths continue on to, to overlap and we get to get these moments together. So I'm totally really excited. Definitely. I'm really excited. I It's tough to pinpoint where the first one came from. I was always that kid. In elementary school I remember having these silly ideas I was always like I don't want to use the word hustling but I was always selling like stupid things that I'd find at recess to other kids in the class and making them sound cool and selling them I remember we used to color these pieces of paper and color them all crazy and stuff like that and they kind of melt the wax don't ask us where we got the lighters from and we'd sell it to like other kids and cool cuz we we're the cool kids in class just like stupid thing I grew up on a honey farm and I remember like being in there and always wanting to set up like a roadside place where you could just buy honey from or, or the honeycomb. We used to eat it. And I was like, why don't we put this in a bag and then you could like put a label on it, not knowing any of this? Like, I'm talking, I'm like 13, 14 years old. So yeah. I don't, so I don't really get what I'm trying to say. I just remember those thoughts. Then getting into like my teenage years and playing hockey in high school and all that stuff, trying to figure yourself out as a human, that nothing really came of that. I never knew what I wanted to do. In life so much, uh, went from so many different things. Uh, but hotel, hospitality, resorts were always my jam. And I always just, even since I was young, wanted to do something, even not knowing what it was marketing. I'd always, I'd always thought about something like that. And I guess the real thing that really kicked me in the butt and proved to me that I can do this no matter what, no matter how scared I am, was I, I had the unbelievable opportunity to be on Dragon's Den. So I was working as a flight attendant at the time. I got this pitch together, just being lazy on the couch in between flights, and just threw it in there just as a joke. And they all of a sudden phone me back, and they're like, hey, can you be in Toronto And I think it was three weeks, with this idea that I didn't have anything done for it. Can you be here in three weeks? And we're going to film you. And I knew that they wanted it to be one of those be real, like, silly ones that, whatever. But I was like, I'm going to go in there and give it the best that I have. So. Yeah, literally took that from nothing to standing in front of Arleem and those guys and, and pitching and being scared beyond belief. And absolutely. At the end of it, obviously not getting the deal, but walking out of that and being like, I just pitched to the dragons. I, what? How much scarier could it be with absolutely nothing? And from there, I was just like, I, I just had this belief that I could do anything when it came to business.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. So you actually had this creative gene when you were young and this entrepreneurial mindset, literally coming out of the gates by the sounds of it, which is- Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And obviously I think life experience too, like you've done a lot of different things in your life, which is really cool too. And then here you are on Dragon's Den. What was your product or service that you were pitching on Dragon's Den?
0: So this is more for the guys out there. It'll really hit home for the ladies. They'll be like, yeah, that's why you've got no deal. Anyway, I developed these thermochromatic urinal pads. So they were a urinal pad that you would put in the bottom of the urinal and it had this heat sensitive ink. So it was black when you would look at it. And then as you peed on the ad, it disappeared. And then an ad would reveal. And then when it cooled down again, it would go back to a hidden status. So like for Kevin O'Leary, I did like a bag of money. And so he sprayed it with that and Like you could do something like after you're done drinking a beer, thanks for- That's really
1: creative though. That's actually genius marketing and it's hilarious and it's fun. Like it is catchy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We had like little roulette games that would spin and you try to match up the 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 pieces and just a lot of urinal type advertising. I went at it hard for a couple of years and tried to make things work and i ended up just hitting a few walls and- I ended up moving on, but I just, I feel like whiz bang advertising will make a resurgence. Mark my word.
1: Someday we'll see those in the urinals. I don't, I d- wouldn't put yep. it past you, man, honestly. And you know what? The truth is sometimes it takes a long time for ideas to come to fruition. You might have put a couple years into it, yet who knows? I love how that was your main introduction and actually just really cool to get your juices going around. Hey, I can actually take my ideas somewhere. Here I am on Dragon's Den after having plotted this idea and you just never know. You never know. How do you know what ideas you're going to put into action? Because I'm sure you come up with so many thoughts in your head and so many ideas. What's your process such that you're like, you know what, this one, I'm going to put effort, time, money into.
0: God, that's a good question. Because part of it for me is people want to try to go ask questions to other people, ask their family and friends and ask uh, other people, hey, do you think this is a good idea? And People are always going to shit on you. Sorry if I'm not supposed it's to say okay, to your podcast. I'll give it to a minimum, I promise, but it's like people, they want to keep you down. They want to keep you. Oh, you've got this great idea and you're trying to elevate yourself. Nah, you just stay down here with everybody else. And it's hard because people closest to you can sometimes be the worst of your critics and almost for no reason. So you got it. It, it has to be inner. It has to, it's really tough or surround yourself with a mentor or other like-minded business people. Very seldom if somebody comes to me. And even if I think in in my heart of hearts, is like, oh, dude, that's a bad idea. I will never, I'll never, ever say that because I've seen some bad ideas make a heck of a lot of money. And if you got people like me that maybe somebody looks up to and says, no, man, that's a bad idea. Don't run with it. Then it's just going to kill their mojo, right? So I think you've got to find something that you believe in your heart, something that can be tangible that you're going to work towards. And then I, I guess actually do it. Nothing drives me more crazy. And I think I am the way that I am, that people just talking about their dream. Like, oh, I do this. I got to pay off this student loan debt before I can get started on it, which makes no sense. People just make up these excuses. And I don't think they understand how foolish they sound to people like ourselves that have put these things in emotion. Like, There's zero excuses that you can tell me that I will believe that you can't start working on your idea, even getting your logo done, creating a, a website, learning how to do that. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from getting those things started and slowly moving forward to that. So I guess rounding that one out is, is yeah, just feeling it inside. And I, I recommend reaching out to a couple different groups and finding out if there is a need out there.
1: I love it. So trusting yourself, right? And knowing that it's the most important person who needs to believe in your ideas yourself. If you are going to yeah. share it, sharing it with the right people and yeah. then not having excuses, because it's so true. How many dreams have been crushed because people say, I'll do it when I'll do it when I have the time. I'll do it when I have the money. I'll do it when I have the resources. And the truth is, you just got to get creative and focus on the solutions so that you can get started now. And I know that you, we talked earlier and you said one of your greatest skills is you're a problem solver. So of course, being an entrepreneur in a business, daily, there's things that we need to work around or find solutions around or don't go the way that they're supposed to. You just came flying in to sit down at this podcast because you were dealing with a situation, right? Like it's always yeah. going to be that way. So it's about having a growth mindset. And so talk a little bit about that. Once you have an idea and you start taking action, does it just happen or what is the journey that you go through and what do you have to overcome once you've decided to move forward?
0: That's, uh, that's something I'd really like to touch on as well as I think people always think they're not good enough or, oh, I can't do this because I've never been in the clothing industry or something like that before. But the only thing that we're good at as entrepreneurs is the problem solving. So that's the only thing that you need to train yourself to do. And you can do literally any job. It it doesn't matter. You don't need experience in it. You don't need anything of it. You just have to be able to solve the problems. Oh, I want to start an ice cream shop. How would I go about acquiring the retail that would be in that spot? Okay. Where would I acquire the ice cream from? Your guess is as good as mine when we would have started. By the way, I have an ice cream shop as well. That's why we're talking about this. But it doesn't matter. You don't need to have that experience. You just need to find those issues. And then, oh, how am I going to power the place How All of those, it doesn't matter if it's an ice cream shop or if it's a clothing spot or if it's a glamping dome or whatever it is. And the only way to get there, man, it sucks. It's brutal, but it's just, you got to fail and get your ass kicked like a bunch of times and then just learn, learn. Oh, no, that didn't work last time let's give it another try or try it this different way. Or now I know that one because that didn't kick me down. And so I I know what to do now next time. And I can do it twice as fast. So there's no easy way around it. There's no magical thing. There's no, even if you came to me and wanted to start your business, I can't pick you up and drop you off at the finish line and be like, there you are. Yeah. I've learned from everything because it's just not the way that it works. So yeah, just going through the motions and knowing that it's going to, it's going to be a road.
1: Yeah. And I love that, that you said you just got to be willing to be a good problem solver and you really could bring any idea to fruition if that's your attitude. Anything.
0: And so I can start a hair stylist company tomorrow. Like I could, I could literally start a barber shop tomorrow. And I, I have zero clue.
1: What I think about that though, as you're sharing that though, is you've got this confidence that you can start any business because you've done it over and over again. Just like I have confidence, you can drop me in a country I've never been in and I'll start a business and start making money because I'm done, right? right? So the first time I was like, ah, I'm unsure, I'm uncertain, yet I'm going to, yet when you do that, this is the beauty of entrepreneurship or just taking action or being willing to put yourself out there. You build that muscle of your belief that you can do it. Definitely. Because you sound really confident when you just say I can start a business and I know not everybody's there, yet you got to just start with your first one.
0: Yeah. No, you, you've got to start with it somewhere and, and you'll get to that point too. I've said this to other people and it's not to sound arrogant or cocky, but you could take everything away from me. For whatever reason, something happened, you could take it all the way from me and I wouldn't be worried that I couldn't build it all back in a matter of time and just be right back to where I am.
1: That I think that's invaluable.
0: Yeah, it's a great feeling to be able to know that you're not at the mercy of anyone.
1: For sure. And Josh, talk to us more about the journey, though. I want to dive into that a little bit. When you talked about the failure can be your greatest lessons. And so I know that you have a belief that even when things aren't going the way you want them to, or it can be painful in lots of areas, relationships or time or money with our own emotions and beliefs in ourselves, that can be your greatest teacher.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I've got my, my ass kicked so many times on different businesses. I just keep going. At- Said to my business coach the other day too, and he quickly tried to change my wording on it. Of what I said, it was like I just I never seem to win at those. I always go to these pitch competitions, and I'm always at at some of these ones, and I, I never win. But I always show up. Like I always show up to those, and you you are winning to be at all of these things, and that it never bothers you, and you keep showing up, and you keep doing them. I lapped laughed, and I was like, I've never, I've, I've never thought of it that way, but yeah. So it's just continuously moving it and keeping your feet moving, and not letting those things allow you to. To beat you down and you will get to the point where they it's hard at first i remember that feeling where that could be the one that ends you that could be maybe i'll just go back to work i have lost it all at one point dark time in my life and lost everything in a business that was booming and it hurt man it was bad and lost it all and had to go back and get a job and bought a 400 hundred dollar van so i could get to work and but turned it back around and learned a lot from that and just kept building back up again
1: Wow, that's awesome. What would you say are like one or two of your greatest lessons? The, the biggest one, and I've had this belief
0: since I've started, but it's just to continuously move towards whatever it is that you're doing. You, sh- you need to do two tangible things every single day. And one of those is maybe to send out like an email to somebody or to reach out, make a connection. And then another thing is just to move that business forward, whether that's put in an hour on your website or that's to make a call to try to find the, the a manufacturer to get something built if it's tangible, but just to, to always do at least one or two things tangible every single day and to keep moving on that. And then another big one, I didn't think about it until it came to me because I'm so far, I've got calloused my brain to not do it anymore, but to think, to listen to others and especially friends and family. It's oh, so hard. Like I so remember some very difficult times that got to me you know, my family's super supportive, but wasn't always that way. Love them to death. They just don't want to see you get hurt. It's right? from great
1: intentions. You. It is from
0: great intentions, but it took a while to callous my brain to be like, no, oh, there's your two cents. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then just to continue moving on and not just be like, oh, like Joe who lives down the block, that's never done a business before in his life. He may be right. This may be a bad, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you listen to that, you listen to that, it sticks in
1: your head. You're like, Joe, you're in my head. I remember this one time my mentor was telling me that he went through, we all go through that, right? Caring what people think or somebody just says something that stings that maybe is a reflection of what we're doubting about ourselves in that moment. So it's heightened. And he was telling me that he had a friend, same thing. It would be like Joe down the street, somebody who had nothing to do with any impact on his life. yet he had told him his dream was ridiculous. And his wife <laughs> said to him, you know what? Take that person's name. And write it on your mirror so that every morning when you could wake up, that person is the one who stopped you from achieving your goals and dreams. Just do that. Oh, I love. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's that. powerful. So Joe is going to stop you from living your best life. We see it every yeah. day in mirror. And it's yet it's that's a hardcore example. Yet it's so true. How many people don't move forward because their mom or dad or sister or friend or neighbor or stranger says something about what you're up to?
0: I love that. I'm going to start taking that into consideration because I use it the other way, where I do have competitors or somebody maybe that would say something. We talked about this as well. I think the the industry has changed, and everyone's more welcoming. And somebody wanted to start a clothing company in Saskatchewan, and I'd done it. Be like, yeah, hey, come on, you can even use my shop to set up your own shop, and you can show up and sell your clothes out of it, and then learn what's working and what's not working. I, I'm more than happy to do that. But there's been people in my business life that have pissed me off enough to be like, yeah, all right, you're my motivation now. (laughs) I will use this. And uh, I use it the other way to prove people wrong. Maybe not the best thing, but it seems to work for me.
1: It lights a fire on the inside. Yet here, I do think that equally, I believe in in the law of opposites, there's always going to be equal people that have your back and support you and want to see you succeed and celebrate and healthy competition. And let's chat like one layer deeper around that. What's your thought if somebody is your competition and they're doing a really great job in celebrating them and learning from them. Talk a little bit about that, because I think that a lot of successful entrepreneurs, they do adapt to that mentality. Yet for a lot of people, it's hard to have that abundant mindset.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. The other side of it of the shit talking and putting people down, unless it's well-deserved and people are coming at you in a certain way. And it, to speak to that, which is going to happen, the more successful that you become, in your area, the more shit talking is going to happen, the more people are going to try to not emulate the exact opposite of, of go after you and try to bring you back down to that level. You really need to like just let that go. The energy that's just not worth it. Delete it off Facebook. Don't even waste your time because it'll put a venom and a, a darkness in you that you, you don't need that energy going there. So just absolutely get rid of that. And then the rest of it is, yeah, exactly. If somebody's doing a great job why not work with them? And why not set? Uh, maybe there's something that you, you can do together. And I've always said this too, is if somebody's better than me and they can put me out of business, I wasn't good enough and I didn't deserve to be there. But I know that won't happen because I work my ass off. But if you're working harder than me and you're doing it better than me and more than me, and you're grind harder than me, then why don't you deserve to win?
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that's an awesome attitude. And if anything, I, I think when we surround ourselves with people who are better than us, a great thing happens where we elevate our game. That's how, that's literally how we get better. Well, for sure. And you talked about having a coach, you slipped that in the beginning of the conversation. So chat about the value of having somebody who possibly can see your blind spots or guide you. Because even though we're sitting on this call, maybe sounding quite confident, we have self-doubts. I'm sure you go through times of self-doubt or second guessing your decision. So what's the value and importance of having a coach?
0: I just can't even describe how important it is once you get to another level. I just never thought about it before, but once I got to this level, just to keep all your thoughts and emotions and stuff in check, it's just, I don't even know where to start. I'd say it just changed my life, absolutely changed my life working with Matt. And he he does do that. He finds your blind sides. We all know that positive manifestation or writing down our goals are, are good things to do, right? But it's very easy to fall off that wagon and go about your day because you're so consumed by all this stuff. And it's great that he can say, hey, did you, you didn't send me your manifestations yet today. Like, where are those? I used to have to record my affirmations every day because I wasn't doing them. I used to like, talk about accountability, but I used to have to record them every day into my phone and send them to him every single day. And if I didn't, by six o'clock at night, he got a message being like, hey, where's those affirmations, buddy? Send them out. So It's, it's awesome and always help celebrate your wins because sometimes you lose track of that and you just keep moving and you don't take the time to celebrate your wins. So I I really like that with the coach. And then, yeah, we all have our bad days, right? We just, we get caught in negative thoughts or we just, you know, it's a lonely, hard road. It's not all glamorous and it's not like they make it sound on Instagram and you're just like walking around with stacks of cash and everything's amazing. It is Tough, man. Like, what well, you and
1: I can attest to it, eh? Like, man. Oh, yeah, we've definitely like- grinded it out, and we have learned our lessons the the hard way, or possibly the way it was meant to be. Because I believe the past is perfect, yet we can speak from experience. That's for sure. Yeah, and we still do. And so. we're still learning, and we're still growing. And yeah, I believe having a coach is great because we never arrive. And plus, it's just nice to have someone who can you can empty your cup tube, Something even as simple as that, because as entrepreneurs we tend to just, like you said, keep rocking and rolling and sometimes forget to slow down and and assess where we're at and what's working and what can improve. And the cool thing about you too, Josh, that I know is you love to give back and share your knowledge. And this is why I love this podcast, right? Because why not share what we know works with other people? I think that's just the way we go. And talk a bit about that because you do have kids that you let come into your shop and pitch their clothing line in your clothing show up you like you're a big giver that way with your knowledge and so can you chat about like why would you do that and the value of that
0: I think just because I never had it I'd always look for mentors and I remember when I was in I took marketing school a marketing program and I used to write to marketing agencies and stuff like that and email them back in the the day or whatever and I'd be like can I just come I'll empty your garbages I'll I'll just show up you don't have to pay me I just want to show up and just be around you guys and like maybe sit in on a meeting or see what you do and see if this is the right thing for me. And I could never find anything. Like I could never find anybody that would want to take the time or maybe had the time or, or found the value in that. And I think the world's changed a lot in that way. The business world's changed a lot in that way. Entrepreneurship's changed a lot in that way. And so if I can give somebody a half an hour of time to see where they're at, if they're ready to grind and continue to do that, I've got all the time in, in the world to try to make that happen for them and work with them. So yeah, I mean, I do what I can. I'd love to help people out more. I just feel like it's, it's worth it if people are going to do it, and just it helps out. It helps them out a lot. I wish somebody would have done it for me.
1: Okay, so let's go back to this whole concept of you being really great at coming up with an idea and putting it into play. What's your process? Do you just have an idea and act on it, or do you have an idea and then you research and you look and you hum and you hop? And so what's that process?
0: Yeah, I don't, I to a fault, I just, I don't really hum and haw too much. I obsess. Okay. I become obsessed. I'll I'll put in the time, whether that's on YouTube or whatever that looks like, I'll put in the time behind the scenes. My process is to figure out a name, design that logo, and get business cards and get stuff for a trade show. That's immediately what I do before I even have anything registered or done on that level. So if it's a product, always I get to domain, I start making my a logo on Canva or something like that, or reach out to Fiverr or something like that and get that done. And then I worry about the details after that, after I've got all of those things done.
1: I love that. Does that help you feel like, oh, I'm actually doing this and you're stepping into your vision and now it's yeah,
0: real? For sure. A hundred percent that you're already moving into it. And like I said, you're doing something to move every day. I got a little bit of a squirrel brain. So if I don't act on things right away, it, it falls by the wayside and it's gone. I used to make like a, a bullseye and with different rings of like where my ideas were at and cause they'll fall off so fast. And there's certain things that I'm like, oh, I'll get a reminder even in my Facebook about a company that I started like years ago that didn't work out. I'm like, oh shit. I remember that company. That was fun. That was, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I, had, I was just going to say I had to laugh. Cause I actually saw you on Facebook. It popped up the other day and you're like, I have to thank my one customer who bought a yeah. pair of socks for me from this business that I had all those years ago. It's funny. Like you asked
0: me about that one. I went all, I was all in on that. like, I was like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be huge. I was right at the cusp of what it was. It, for your listeners, it was a fancy sock company
1: and it had beautiful socks. So here's a question. How do you bounce back from that? Because I think that's where a lot of people would be like, I don't think I meant to do this, man. That was, that's just too hard. So two questions. How often do you have an idea and it doesn't work out versus it does? And then how do you bounce back when it doesn't and keep going?
0: I don't know. For me, I always, I have these like smaller ideas that don't bankrupt me to buy those socks and stuff like that and do all that stuff. I think probably had to save up like maybe a thousand bucks or something like that. Not saying that was a small amount of money at the time, but you work and you save and you don't have to put it all up at once and you get some inventory. And those are always the ideas that I've had that have been a little bit smaller until recently, now we've gotten into restaurants and that glamping thing. That's, those are, that's scary business. That's, you, you got to know what you're doing on stuff like that. You don't want to be putting that type of money out. Cause that's life changing. Should that not work out and you don't yeah. know what you're doing. That being said, again, didn't know what I was doing other than having a lot of confidence in myself. And, yeah. Uh, doing. And putting in 10,000 hours of research and time on the back end of it. But I don't know. I just, it it never affected me. It was just, I learned. And I don't feel, I never, it's never even a conscious decision to be like, this is it for me. I guess that didn't work out. So I'm going to give up and go do something else. It's just not even, it's not even there. I can't even tell you what I say to myself or what exercise I do. It's just, been so catalyst in my brain that a scar or whatever, that it just, This is the way that it is. But really, I
1: think it's when you have such a vision for what you want to do too, I think it doesn't necessarily impact us as much when an idea doesn't work out or something doesn't pay off because you just keep pivoting and keep pivoting, right? Until you land on something that does.
0: Yeah, that's it. You realize that at some time too, if things don't work and sometimes you can't help it. Things happen, Freaking COVID. I, I had a business that went under after Facebook changed just their algorithms that I wasn't ready for. And yeah, things can happen. You just got to be ready to pivot on that.
1: And solution mindset. And, and that's the thing. Like the truth is a, a business can take off or not take off to our own doing. Yet a lot of times there's outside circumstances outside of our control as well. And so talk to me about risk because I feel like, being in business or being an entrepreneur, or even now the ideas that you're putting into play to have a higher level of risk, you're purchasing real estate, you're putting in more money. Like you said, it's it's not a thousand dollars anymore, right? It's higher levels of risk. So as somebody who's an entrepreneur, how do you gauge that for you when it comes to the amount of risk you're willing to take?
0: Uh, Confidence. Mm. I guess it, it comes down to that where I just know that I can't fail. Even though I, I have lots, <laughs> but I keep saying I know that I can't fail. And I think that I've turned the, the corner a little bit on some of these things that I am willing to take that risk. Whereas I think at first is there's nothing wrong with these small failures and to build up that adversity and and feel that taste of failure and see what that feels like. Risk is going to be different for everybody and not for the faint of heart and it's not for, there's nothing wrong. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur because it sounds cool and whatever, but there's nothing wrong with finding a different path for yourself, being a good support for other people. Not all it's cracked up to be doing this. It's a different brain that can't be shut off. I can't just go to the West Edmonton mall and not think about, okay, there's how many people through here and, oh, they each paid $30 and he got those kids, he's eating, there's, it just won't, it doesn't end. And I do mm. envy sometimes friends and stuff that they go, they do their job. When they're off, they don't talk about work. They don't think about work. They go fishing. They go doing whatever, and plant a garden or whatever. And I do envy a piece of that, but that's just—it's just I've come to realization that's not me. And we are one. What are the downsides of it? But there's also a lot of upsides that I, that I you love my life. Create it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So,
1: who? Tell me, who do you think you've become through this journey? You've been an entrepreneur now for—I don't want to age us. Let's just say twenty uh, plus years, twenty years or so. Yeah. yeah. What's changed about you? What have you learned about yourself personally? I've definitely become a little bit
0: more introverted in things. Definitely changed a lot of my circle. We were talking about this, I think of, yeah, I think it was you and I that was talking about this. And I know def- I definitely ca- talked with this with my coach, but we're talking about people and talking about people that talk about their ideas and, and do stuff like that. I'm like, man, I haven't heard that in a really long time. Like the circle that I you know surround myself i got my great core friends and those people that you call up and you haven't talked in a couple of years you're like man remember that time or, or whatever yeah hey I, I need you right now and you i still have that core group of friends but right now the group that i've surrounded myself with is all we're we're all just those type of people that are like celebrating each other's wins like yeah awesome man like i'll see them on facebook doing something like that's so awesome grads keep going they do the same thing someone sent us like some champagne when we open up the Glamping Resort, I'm just in a group of like people that are celebrating each other's wins and so excited and it's genuine. And I love that. I love that portion of where I'm in. I'm not worried about surrounding myself with people that talk and shit or wish bad upon people or just spit and venom, make drama. So that took a lot of years. That took a lot of yeah. years and it took training to the point where I don't think about it anymore. I just, I sat back and I was like, I don't have that in my life. I don't have that circle of drama or... Shit talk or entrepreneurs, or I don't have that in my life anywhere. Refreshing, yeah. It was super. To take a step back and I celebrated that for sure. That wasn't not an easy heat, right? You don't like to drop people. You don't want to be like that. But yeah, so I I definitely celebrate that portion of where I'm at. The other part I I really celebrate with the person that I'm in. I mentioned this before. Is like that you could take this all away from me for whatever reason, and I'm not scared to claw my way back.
1: That's cool. I think that's awesome, right? Because it almost takes that fear away. It eliminates the fear, maybe not completely yet in a big way. Yeah, for sure. And the other part
0: too that I like from this is to, I'm in the point now, and we've talked about this, of the risk and the cost versus the reward. I'm done with the with that hard grind, like those hard grinds. I'm 42 now. That's a young man's game or a young woman's game. It's, I don't have that type of grind in me. Anymore, there was one time when I did 180 days of trade shows in one year. Right. Every single day was a grind. And, and I, I, I want to get to that point where I don't need to do that as much. Like what's making me more money and revenue and, and giving me more fulfillment for less amount of work. So that's another thing that's really changed. And I'm not there yet. I'll admit that was my goals last year have changed significantly with my goals this year that I set with my business coach. And that's part of it. Is is that's what we want to see of, of that's who I want to become and, and slowly work my way and becoming.
1: Yeah, I love that. Why we say slow down to speed up. And it doesn't have to look like hustle. It could look like being intentional and doing things differently and learning a different way and creating as much success and if not more. And I think that comes from experience. It comes from all the things you've talked about. Experience, surrounding yourself with the right people, being a problem solver, having that as an intention in the first place, right? Changing our narrative that it has to be a grind to be successful and also having inner fulfillment as a goal, right? Having happiness and enjoying ourselves and loving ourselves as a goal, right? And as a high achiever and an entrepreneur, I know for myself that tended to be the last on the list, right? Until I found myself really unfulfilled and was like, oh, wait a minute. This is because of my doing.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I did years of me saying out loud, no, I don't need to pay myself. I'll just, I'll do this because then I don't have to worry about pay getting paid.
1: Yeah. I don't need to pay myself. What are you talking about? <laughs> like
0: literally pay people all the time to do. There's a lot of times when my employees were making way more money than me, like way more. Wow. You must. You want all these businesses. You must be rich. Like, no, I've paid to be here. <laughs> there's time. There was times that it was like that. It's crazy. but it, it Right, was, and you changing yeah.
1: that. That is nuts. But I think there's truth. Yeah, you want to be the first to arrive and last to leave sometimes and be the example and all those things. But there's this balance and it's like the win. And as an entrepreneur, like it's not lose, I lose and everybody else wins. It's no, we all win. And I think some entrepreneurs have the opposite. Everybody else loses and I win, right? Yet it's no, how do I get ahead? And how do I impact other people at the same time? And we have a, a little bit of time left. I want to ask this question, speaking of win, because I think this is important as an entrepreneur. I've struggled with it always, which is the value that we put on our cell. And you have this glamping resort now. Most of what you've done is, a lot of times it is high, not most, I'll say a lot of what your inventions are in your business is they're high quality. And this topic of the price or what we're worth or what to charge or our value, Can you chat a bit about that and just your thoughts around it? Because I struggle with it and I think a lot of entrepreneurs do.
0: Yeah, I've always struggled with it. Honestly, I've always struggled with it. I'm the worst person to work a trade show because I'll be working. I'll be working a trade show and say, someone's looking at this bunny hug and yeah, $60 cash and we'll take it. Oh, do we have a discount? Yeah, yeah. Always. I'm the worst person to be working that because I'm worried about the price. I want to sell it still to this day. I still struggle with that. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I'd love to hear about entrepreneurs and how they do that. That's why I love having employees or part of the team that they're out there and they just stick to that price and they can say that and they don't have any questions about it. Whereas me as the owner and the entrepreneur, I've always had troubles with that.
1: Sticking to your value. Okay, so here's a question for you. Let's say you were good at it. What would some advice be that you would give me? Such that if I was like gonna price what I'm doing, what would you say if you were good at? So obviously you and I struggle with this, right? Yet if you were great at valuing yourself and valuing, what would some guidance be?
0: But then see, that's the thing too, is I I can give you all the advice in the world. I can tell you exactly. No, you gotta set your stuff, you gotta stick to it. It's us, it's our inner being that that makes it really tough. When you look at on the outside looking in, it's really easy to give that advice on what you should do. Yeah, stick to your worth, do your market research. Definitely know what other people are doing, what kind of quality and stuff, where you want to set yourself in the market and make sure you give all that stuff, uh, that value for it. With the glamping, we set ourselves in a luxury bracket, and I just make sure that when we go in and we change over those domes, and I say to our staff is, these people are paying for a luxury service. This dome needs to always look like that. And if we keep it pristine, they'll keep it pristine. And that's what people come to expect if they're buying, if they're paying that type of money. We're not gouging people. We're giving them that value. So it's worth it. No one's walking away saying, oh, geez, that that wasn't worth it at all. It's the Mm -hmm. exact opposite where they're quite happy. Yeah, and
1: I love that right there. So it's you've done your due diligence, where you are at with your worth, and most importantly, you provide the value that honors what you're asking. And I think it's just practicing knowing that and understanding that. And what I always say to entrepreneurs, and once again, it's like taking my own advice, right? vice. yeah, People who are willing to pay more are actually the customers you want to hang out with.
0: <laughs> 100%. Yeah. They're
1: the ones where it's easy. <laughs>
0: yeah. They respect stuff a little bit more and see the value in it. And as long as you're providing that, as long as we're all in the Yeah, as long as you're providing where, it too. Yeah. you.
1: So provided. here's my guidance around that too is be one of those customers yourself as well. So it's like yeah. being willing. I think like entrepreneurship is karmic energy too. So it's like, being willing to spend money over there for the things that I value if I'm asking for it for myself over here. And if my friend has business, I'm going to be, I'm not going to ask my friends for a discount because I know that they are running a business because it's hard. I struggle with that when people ask me for a discount, they're my buddies. I do my best to be the customer and client that I want for myself as well. And I think that's also a good practice. Very good advice. Yeah. Very good advice. yeah. So I have a few questions to ask before we close things up. Yeah. Before I do, Josh, talk to us about your business. What are the, your couple main businesses right now, and where can people find you.
0: you? Yeah, my main business, well, I guess, the two main businesses right now is Saskamper Apparel, and like you said, it's a camping clothing apparel line that kind of deals towards camping outdoor lifestyle. We've got some funny sayings that specifically around Saskatchewan camping. We have a store inside the, one of the malls here and saskatoon and so that's one of our main ones we do a lot of wholesale for customers we have a contract with the government of saskatchewan specifically staffs parks to supply them with all of their merchandise so we work with them trying to develop new merchandise for the parks that's sold within there i love that contract that's so much fun for us to do and then we do our own clothing line so that's and then we supply to different lakes around saskatchewan if they've got like a a gift shop or whatever we will be the ones that are printing up their stuff and then, yeah, like you said, we've been working on the Glamping Resort for about two years. Just got it up and going. Our December 18th was our first guest. So we're into our first month and a bit of operation. And so it consists right now of four luxury domes. They're these geodesic domes have a big window in the front of them. They're about 500 square feet on the inside. If you haven't seen them, you've got to go check them out. Any, anywhere you could put a geodesic dome or Glamping Dome. If you want to see ours, I believe that we've taken it to another level. It's just, you put in Blackstrap Glamping Resort, we'll come up on there. But what we did was basically like learn a lot from these pioneers that have done it. We've got some mentors out in New Brunswick, did some great stuff, went down to Montana, met some other, another great group and really learned from these people who've been in it for a few years, but pioneered that part of it of doing these, and we took it to the next level, made these things winterize. They survived the minus. 55 or whatever it was in Saskatchewan <laughs> yes. and, and out there in Alberta to the last week survived all that. We had guests stay in there with ease. So we really pioneered that portion of it. And just set a different standard, what we offer inside, what they look like, the themes of them, what we offer our guests. So those are our, our main ones. Yeah. Check them out at Camper Apparel. And then you can also check out the domes at Blackstrap Glamping Resort and just see what we're working on there. It's pretty cool.
1: I love it. Yeah, no, they look awesome. They look gorgeous. I definitely would like to stay there. I like the idea of glamping better than camping. And uh, yeah, they look beautiful. And so everybody definitely go check it out. I'll put all of your links, Josh, in my show notes so that people can just go in and click on it and check you out and, yeah. and take a camping trip out to Saskatchewan. I've actually never been to Saskatchewan, believe it or not. What? I've never been, <laughs> I've been to Saskatchewan. Now I, have a, now I have a real reason to go.
0: Yeah, you're like you know, a few minutes away from the rectangle. So you got to come check it out. In the summertime as well, it was one thing we never really touched on. And it's one of my passions along with having a resort, I've always wanted to own a tiki bar. And the two went hand in hand. I was always going to have a resort down south and there'd be a tiki bar attached to it. And uh, I had the opportunity to have the concession at the beach that we're at and we were able to apply and op- we opened up a tiki bar. So we repurposed a 20 foot sea container, turned it into this oasis of Tiki awesomeness in the heart of Saskatchewan. So great cool. at Blackstrap. It's awesome. The place, like we get mariachi bands that come out there, guys that play steel drums. We got like big Mexican bands that come, pack the place have big Tiki cocktails for people, lots of pineapple, coconuts, rum, pina coladas, margaritas. And just have a lot of fun out there. So (laughs) hopefully be coming in the summertime you can check it out. But that's one of my, it doesn't make all the money in the world, but when I'm standing there and the wind's hitting my face from the (laughs) beach, it's like, yeah.
1: I think that's important. Sometimes like you got to not make it about the money. It's just, what do you want to do for passion and for fun? And that's yeah, if you could turn that into money, great. And also don't forget (laughs) to do other things just for the sake, because it fills up your, like you said, the wind on your face. You got loving this. And okay. So I have just a couple questions in closing. Speaking of feeling the wind in our base, what is your version of success now after all your experience? Yeah, that's exactly It It is to have those moments and to live
0: the lifestyle that I want to do. I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. Listen listened to a lot of his stuff. And I think everybody's out there trying to get to that 1% that they got to be that number one. They got to be 10X their business, 100X their business and sell out for $25 billion and stuff like that. But I think if you can get to the point where you're happy, your work-life fusion or balance, whatever you want to call it, you're happy with that. You can have the ability to go travel and go check on your business. So I have a set things that I, I tick off at my box that spells out success for me and what that looks like. It's different for every person. So I think you need to work with your coach, work with yourself and really figure that out. That's not going to start at first. Don't think that you're going to be like, my thing is just to not work and have all this time off. It's, it's just, please don't even entertain that. If that's Your thought when you're going in is just save yourself some time and money and go get a job till you realize that's not how this game works. But once you do start putting in the time and the grind and you get to a certain point, then yeah, figure out what that is for you. Maybe it's continuously grinding every day till you're 65. Maybe it's retiring at 40 and being on the
1: beach, whatever that is. Just make your intentions, write down your goals and just try to live that life. I love it. Okay. So what's one thing you would tell somebody who has an idea and they're thinking about it, that they can go and do this week. What's an action you tell someone to go and do? I'd, I'd find out a little bit more context, but say they were ready. Let's say it's
0: a, a t-shirt company, okay? They yeah. want to start a t-shirt company. They got a great idea for a, let's use entrepreneurial elevation, right? And, cool. and So they want to do a, they want to start a clothing line around that about entrepreneurs and it's badass entrepreneur mama or something like that. And they want to make these designs. I'd say just keep working. It, it costs almost nothing. To start a bi- to start a business like that, like next to, to nothing. You can go out, you can go get your logo done on Fiverr. It'll cost you, it's not five bucks anymore. It costs you 15 bucks to start working on a logo or go on Canva and start working out a logo. You can literally go logo, use the AI, use chat GTP, like just do that. And then so get your logo, your name, pay what 99 cents on GoDaddy to buy your domain mm-hmm. and start fiddling around on their stuff on the back end. By the end of it, you're going to be down a hundred bucks probably. To get yeah. that going keep working on your seo keep building that stuff start working on mock-ups and then start working on your designs and stuff like that once you get that done you have your mock-ups put it out there hey friends family can i get a gauge on this anybody interested in these do a run of 20 sell them sell out sold out one weekend like just start from there it's i make it sound simple but you can do that with almost anything you've got a cupcake company Go to the mall and maybe do a pop-up there. Pay $100 for the weekend. Make a bunch of cupcakes and sit there and make a banner from Vistaprint and and sit there and sell cupcakes. Find a church basement that charges $20 for a table. Buy a a runner-up Vistaprint and go and sell some cupcakes. It's really just that easy to go do it. Now, if we're talking tech companies, apps, things like that, that's a little bit different of a world, but just do something. Just do one Mm -hmm. thing. Don't yeah. throw it all. Don't think uh, about this and that. What about when I want to go sell for and go public and stuff like that? Like, stop that. Start here and just go step by step and, and do those few things and just make it tangible every day.
1: Oh my gosh. I love that. You said you made it sound simple, yet that's the whole point is keep it simple. When you're starting an, a business, you're not going to go from zero to hero. We take a step and just yeah. trust it will lead to the next one. And you actually got me, as you were talking, thinking about I should have a <laughs> right. for So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll
0: help you out. I got so,
1: you. I know someone who's done it, who hasn't, right? There you yeah. go. That's how ideas happen when you talk to friends. You guys, just thanks for tuning in. Josh, thank you. Honestly, like I could talk to you all day long. It's so fun just to chat with you and talk about your ideas and what you've done. You are an inspiration. And it's cool to see what you've created for yourself and just congratulations on your success in your new venture. And you've made it sound fun and cool and exciting. And I definitely want to come out there and I will promote you to my friends and family because when I want you to win and I think they would have a wonderful experience. Yeah.
0: I love it. I, I love that. And thank you so much for having me. And and I truly do mean that any listener of yours is, is a friend of mine. And if somebody's stuck somewhere and I can help in any sort of way, please feel free to reach out. And I'd be more than happy to simplify things and help you walk through it. And I'll give you the hard truth of you know, how I can help. And the future does look like to get into some consulting, coaching, and stuff like that for some of the battles and, and stuff I've went through. But for now, yeah, if you've got a question, you're a friend of Kelly and a friend of the podcast, I'd love to chat with you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening, everyone. No
0: worries.